Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When U.S. astronaut Neil Armstrong became the first person to place a boot onto the moon's surface, he exclaimed, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Now, Armstrong, of course, meant in this statement that the distance from the bottom rung of the lunar ladder to the moon's surface wasn't very far, a very small step, actually. But for Armstrong to be in such a position to be able to step onto the moon meant a giant leap in mankind's technological ability. That mission to the moon had involved 400,000 engineers, technicians, and scientists from 20,000 companies and the military at the cost of $150 billion in today's money. And did you know that we too have benefited from this mission to the moon in 1969? Technology invented for the lunar mission has found its way into our lives as well. Things like better shock absorbers for shoes, cordless drills, miniature heart monitors, and a dozen other inventions. Armstrong's moon landing statement, therefore, was not an overstatement. About 2,000 years before Armstrong stepped foot on the moon, another man took a small step that resulted in an even greater leap for mankind. When Jesus waded into the Jordan River to be baptized, both he and we were forever changed. Let's find out then how Jesus' baptism was a small step for the man-god, but a giant leap for mankind. Jesus was 30 years old when he came to the Jordan River to be baptized by his cousin, John. But when he made this request, John rebuked him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? You see, Jesus' desire for baptism here is quite unusual. It's as if I were to tell you to bleach this white t-shirt that I just bought. You would protest and say, but it's already snow white, right? And so was Jesus. Not a speck of sin clung to him. Why did he need baptism? John's objection also highlights the truth that baptism is not merely a ceremony for us. It actually does something. It washes away sin in accordance with God's promise. So then why would Jesus, the sinless Son of God, request baptism? Jesus acknowledges John's objection but stated, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. 
what did Jesus mean when he said that his baptism would fulfill all righteousness? It can't mean that Jesus needed to be baptized in order to get another check off of the list for his heavenly father. If this were the case, then John would have praised Jesus for requesting baptism. Like Jesus, we also don't seek baptism simply because this is what the Lord has told us to do. Now, he has, of course, told us to be baptized. But it's not to test our faithfulness. Instead, baptism assures us of his faithfulness. Baptism is not what we do for God. It's what God does for us. Why would we then reject or even put off baptism? There's so many blessings contained in this sacrament, yet people will put it off when they don't understand all of the blessings. So, let's get back to the text as I can show you how Jesus' small step into the Jordan River was indeed a giant leap for mankind. When Jesus said to John that he needed to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness, What he meant can be easily understood if you picture the scene in which John is baptizing people. Since all of Judea was coming out to be baptized by John, you can imagine that there must have been hundreds of people waiting in line for their turn. Among all of those sinners stood Jesus, the sinless Son of God, who knew no sin And no need for baptism in this way. And so we ask again, what's he doing there? He didn't belong. But then again, Jesus didn't belong in many places that we find him during his time on earth. He didn't belong in a manger as a helpless babe. And he certainly didn't belong on a cross Dying like a common thief. What was he doing in these places? He was saving us from our sin by taking our place. That's also why Jesus stepped into the Jordan River. He was signaling his intent to take our place under God's judgment. Now, if I had been directing Jesus' ministry... I would have told him to walk on the waters of the Jordan River rather than into them. After all, John had already whipped up the crowds about the coming of this Messiah, the promised one. Now, what a grand entrance that would have been if Jesus chose that time and place to walk on water in front of all of these people. But did you know it was actually harder for Jesus to walk into the waters of the Jordan River than to walk on them? Hundreds of sinners had been baptized in those waters before Jesus. How clean do you think that water was? And oh, I'm not talking about the sweat and the grime that would have washed off 
and now was circulating around John and pools. I'm talking about the sin that washed off with the application of baptism. Sin which Jesus, as the Son of God, would have easily detected with his omniscient eyes, which would have made his stomach turn. The Holy One of God. This was just a small step in the eyes of many. But for Jesus to take it in reality, this was a plunge into hell. Because eventually, all of those sins would stick to him instead of us. That's why one small step into the Jordan River was actually a giant leap for mankind. It brought us to God. God the Father also made his presence known that day. When Jesus stepped out of the Jordan River, the heavens were ripped open and God the Father spoke This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Now, normally, parents aren't too happy when their children hang out with the bad kids. But not the heavenly father. He was glad that his son chose to identify himself with sinners. For it was for this very reason that the Father had sent His Son into the world so that He could save us, rebellious sinners. The Father was pleased with Jesus. But are we? Not always. We can charge Him with neglect at times. We can grumble when we have to shuffle to church and below 30 degree weather. But God the Father makes clear of all of the things that Jesus did to save us, especially here in the baptism of Him. He took our place every step of the way, and if He's done that, what won't He do for you? So be pleased with Jesus as the Father was. Now, the Father's pronouncement was also important for another reason. It would bring Jesus encouragement when Satan or wicked men would try to challenge Jesus saying, if you are God's son, Jesus could look back to his baptism and say to himself, I am God's son. He said so at my baptism. But would Jesus really need that kind of comfort and encouragement, we might ask? After all, he was the Son of God. He knew who he was and where he came from. Yes, but as true man, Jesus also had a need to rely on his heavenly Father. That's probably why he was found praying after his baptism. We don't know exactly what Jesus said in this prayer, but can we really doubt that he was praying for all of the work and that he would be faithful in his work in ministry to the very end? If this is what Jesus prayed, then the Father answered immediately 
by sending the Holy Spirit who drifted down onto Jesus in the appearance of a dove. So endowed with the fullness of the Spirit, Jesus now was equipped for the awesome task of redeeming sinners. Now while Jesus' baptism is different than ours in terms of need, it's the same in terms of effect. At your baptism, you were declared God's child. Therefore, when Satan tries to get to question your relationship with God, you can always look back to your baptism and answer with confidence, I am God's child. He said so at my baptism. You see, your relationship with God doesn't depend on your feelings. No, you might not always feel God's presence on a particular day. But that feeling isn't reality. What's real is what God has said at your baptism, that he has claimed you as his own forever. Now another way in which your baptism is similar to Jesus's is that you too received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just as the Holy Spirit strengthened, strengthened Jesus for His God-given mission, He'll strengthen you for your God-given mission of living a righteous life and saying no to sin and temptation. This is one reason that we invite parishioners to make the sign of the cross if you see in your bulletin, is to remind us of our baptism. All of the blessings that come with baptism, being God's own child, we need to remind ourselves of day in and day out. Because of baptism, I'm God's child, and I have eternal life as a guarantee Because of baptism, I can now be patient and forgiving and pure in thought, word, and deed. Because the Holy Spirit lives in me too as my helper. But now, what if one of us should fall away from the faith? While we can walk away from the blessings God gives to us at baptism... Our rejection of Him does not equate to His rejection of us. Just as the Father in that famous parable never stopped thinking of and loving His prodigal Son, so our Heavenly Father never stops thinking about us and loving us, even when we stray from Him. Now that doesn't mean, of course, that all of those who are baptized will make it to heaven. Sadly, there may be people baptized who are in hell. And why? Because they continue to reject God's grace until they die. But should we fall away and then repent of our sins, we know that there's no need to be re-baptized. Because God's love, mercy, and forgiveness are just as valid on that day as it was at our baptism. 
Pray that the Holy Spirit then would equip you daily that you may be able to fight through any temptations you're currently dealing with. And pray also for all of those who are not here that they may too receive the gift of salvation at baptism. Pray that God would bring them back to listen to his word. Brothers and sisters, Jesus showed at our bapt- his baptism that he came to be with us. And even more than that, he was baptized to become like one of us so that we might become like him. Since when he stepped into the waters of the Jordan River, I doubt that many people took it very seriously at the time. But that one small step for the man God was one giant leap for all of us and for all mankind. Thanks be to God for Jesus' baptism. For through it and our own baptism, we have a new status, a new purpose, and best of all, a new home in paradise. In the name of Jesus, amen.